Podcast friends, my name is David Lee, and you're listening to the Inspire Design Create Podcast, giving freelance filmmakers a voice, sharing their stories, and connecting the world of cinematography, commercial filmmaking, and starting your own business together. Let's go. Dun, dun, dun. Microphone check. Hello. Hello. Hello, podcast friends. What is going on? Brand new week, brand new episode. Today, we are going over your ideal client. Not my ideal client, but your ideal client. Uh, now, to start off, why do you need to identify um, you know, who your ideal client is? Uh, well, the reason why is simply because if you don't know who your, um, who your ideal client is, then you're going to be working for everyone, um, for everything. Uh, so that means you might be shooting, um, you know, and again, it's not, it's not right or wrong or good or bad, right? It just depends upon what you want to do. But, you know, that means you could be shooting um, everything from like, you know, one week is a wedding. The next week is like a branding content. The next week is like BTS. The next week is um, maybe like, you know, low budget music video. And then the next week, you know what I mean? Like the cycle kind of continues on that, right? Um, now... On the flip side, you might be earning a pretty decent income that way, and it keeps things fresh since you're doing like, um, you know, new things every week or, or every or every so often. Um, but the types of clients that you're working with, right? So it's it's not necessarily that you're working different genres or different different um, uh, categories within uh, film and production and video. It's the clients that you're working for, right? Because say you are working, you know, one week's wedding. One week music video, one week branding content, uh, next week another branding content, so on and so forth. The clients that you're working for could be assholes, though, right? And like, do you want to work for assholes every week? Probably not, right? If you do, you might need some help with that. Um, but for the most part, right? Um, the actual clients are the people who are paying you, the people who you're working pre-production with, or going over. Um, the client brief or the agency brief, right? Like like the people who are paying you at the end of the day to shoot what they need, the client, right? Um, how do you find your ideal client, the one that you can create happiness for them because they also create happiness for you, right? How do you find that, that right medium and that right balance between it all? Um, so number one is, you know, you, you have to have that in your, um, in your forethought, right? Is you have to first identify who your ideal client is. Um, so we can kind of you know go down a, a short laundry list of what that means. So ideal client for you, um, again, this is for you, right? Not, not for me, this is for you. Um, it could be number one, uh, someone who um, is easy, easy to communicate with, right? Meaning if you have an idea, you um, shoot the idea to them and then they have like a conversation with you, right? And they say, oh, that's a cool idea or mm, I don't know if that'll work, right? And then you talk about it, right? There's there is a uh, back and forth. There's a um, uh, there's a dialogue, right? So maybe for your ideal client, you need to have uh, some manner of uh, creative and progressive um, dialogue, right? Um, you don't want to work with someone that uh, is okay. This is my vision, and then this is the only way we want to do it, right? Um, because then that's that's some boring that's some boring as shit, right? And something that maybe at first is okay, but a year from now, that probably will get really old, right? And um, typically, those types of people, um, again, with you know, uh, income-wise, profit-wise, budget-wise, 
it might be okay and it might not be okay, right? It might be pretty low budget and you're just basically taking orders from someone, right? Again, nothing right or wrong about that, but that might not be the lifestyle that you want um, as the owner operator, as a freelance, um, you know, cinematographer um, or, um, uh, you know, someone who, who is creating um, visually aesthetic and uh, story driven pieces, right? Uh, so again, number one is, is really just dialogue and communication. Is it there or not? Number two could be in regards to post-production, right? So um, say that you know one of one of your um, one of your check boxes for the ideal client is that um, when it comes to post-production, you don't want to do post-production. You want to be able to hand that off to someone you trust, or um, you are just being hired as cinematographer, right? So is this client? Is your ideal client someone that wants you to do post-production where, um, you know, that could be better served by someone else? Um, and I've been there before, too, you know, where where eventually I had to kind of like cut those ties of, of doing post-production for a lot of my um, uh, work, uh, for a lot of the work that I'm hired for. You know, I had to um, and basically say no to a lot of those jobs who also wanted to, um, for a lower rate, hire me to do post-production right and it's like well you know i don't it doesn't really make sense for me to number one be charged less uh, or be paid less for post-production right that doesn't make any sense at all um the number two you know editing really isn't my forte it, it really isn't my passion um and so why would you you know why would i take a lower pay to do something that i don't even want to do if that makes any sense, right? Um, so again, is your ideal client someone who also wants you to do post-production, um, editing, uh, you know, 3D graphics, even if you're using just a template download from like Motion Array or something like that, right? Like, is that something that you wanna do? Or is it something that you feel could be better served by someone else and then you charge, um, you get that person paid, right? Um, so again, post-production, think about that. If someone is asking you to do, you know, everything from pre-production, production to post-production. Is that what you want to do? Is that your ideal client? Uh, the third uh, the third checkbox could be um, in regards to in regards to budget, right? Do you want to continue to work with uh, clients that, you know, their budget for, for your day rate is only, you know, $400 and it's been like, you know, say two, three years and they're still only able, you know, quote unquote, to uh, pay you $400 for your day rate. Is that your ideal client? You know, probably not. After a while, that that's gonna get old, um, because they're you know this is how it works, right? They're gonna after after a certain amount of time, they're gonna want more, but they don't want to pay more, right? They don't want to pay you more, but they want more. They either want more quantity of of um, of content, uh, or maybe they want you know something more like flashy, more charismatic when it comes to the edit, right? And uh, again, that has to, there has to be some balance between that, right? Because if they want more, they have to be willing and able to um, pay more, right? It would be like going, it's like any service business, right? It's like going to a restaurant and on the menu, there's like, you know, um, a Philly cheese steak sandwich, right? And um, it, it would be like asking the restaurant owner, hey, I want a Philly cheese steak sandwich. I only want to pay for the steak sandwich, but I also want... Um, a tuna melt, right? And you're like, well, the tuna melt costs this much. And you say, no, 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 no. I'm going to pay Philly cheesesteak sandwich, but I also want the tuna melt, right? And how many of those clients have you um, dealt with or have heard of, right? Probably thousands or hundreds, right? Um, because I certainly have. 
Um, so if, again, if they are asking for more, but without wanting to pay more, that may not be your ideal client, right? Um, and then, so I think those are probably like the three main checkboxes for your ideal client. Um, are there any other, um, you know, definitions for your ideal client? Probably, right? Those are just the, th the three main ones. I think that every owner operator and freelancer will um, kind of start with. And then from there, you as an individual can identify additional um, parameters or additional fields that um, that define your ideal client, right? And once you can identify your ideal client, you can start to understand, okay, if if my ideal client is one that, um, you know, number one, uh, I can have a good dialogue with, right? Number two, they pay really well or they pay me at least my day rate, right? And whatever your day rate is, right? Uh, number three, maybe it's, it's very creative work, right? You're not doing, um, random shit all the time, you're doing something in the realm of what you want to do, right? So let's just say like documentary style work, branded docu-work, docu-follow, docu-series, right? And say, you know, for the past year, since you've been able to identify your ideal client, now you're getting hired more um, for for your skill set as a um, as a doc filmmaker or as a, as a um, documentary-centric cinematographer, right? And then, you know, on the off chance here and there, maybe you're helping out a buddy or something like that um, as crew or, um, you know, someone really wants to hire you for, say, like a music video that, you know, they want it to look like naturalistic and and uh, verite, right? And they, they've seen your documentary work and, and they want to hire you. For, so there's, there's going to be shoots like that, obviously, right? Um, but when you can identify your ideal client and start working in that realm of the, um, of the spectrum, of filmmaking and cinematography that you want, then you can start to see like patterns, right? And you say, oh, okay, these types of clients are the people I want to work with. These other people, you know, leave them leave them in the dust because they're they're they have a completely different mindset and they have completely different aspirations and goals than you have, right? Um, so it's really important um, as early as possible to identify your ideal client. Um, and again, that might take, you know, one year that might take five years. Um, everybody's journey is different. And again, that, that's okay too, right? Because, you know, life itself isn't like a manual. There is no book, right? You have to like, you have to basically experience life. And then based upon your experience, then you can start to define, um, what you like, what you don't like people you want to work with, people you don't want to work with. Um, the style of cinematography you like may, may change over over a course of time, right? And uh, But that's just life. So anyways, I hope this helps you guys out in some way, shape, or form to identify your ideal client. Again, just go through your checkbox, you know, after, after a certain amount of time, see what's working, see what's not working, see what you like, see what you don't like, and then, um, and then, and then you have basically your ideal client at the end of the day, right? Okay, anything new? Yes, um, some of you who follow me on Instagram, if you're not following me on Instagram, actually probably don't follow me on Instagram because I don't really post much except for like promoting my podcast, right? Every now that you might see stuff, I may be returning to YouTube as well, um, but uh, yes, I, I did uh, purchase the Sony FX9, that is the new thing on the block. Um, you got the tilt to full cage for that guy. We got some gold mount batteries. I recently got the uh, small HD Indy 7 um, as uh, I'm kind of repurposing my 702 Bright as a uh, director's monitor. 
So I needed something to replace that as far as on camera. So I went with the ND7. Uh, I like it a lot. The, the touch screen is nice. Um, you know, kind of used to it from my small HD focus that I still have. Um, the, I would say it's actually a lot more color accurate uh, than my 702 Bright, even though I've calibrated both of them. Uh, for some reason, the panel on the 702 Bright, I think maybe it's just because it's old and kind of wearing out. It still, you know, tends to go more warm for, for whatever reason. Uh, but yeah, Indy 7, got that. Um, so a bunch of other stuff, man, that, that, that's, that's coming in, you know, and uh, I'm just fortunate to be in a place where, um, you know, life has afforded me with um, with ups and downs, you know. Um, last week, my mom finally did, uh, she did pass away from her cancer, um, you know, and, and it, I think it was, she kind of knew that it was time to go, you know, just because she was in so much pain and she was in so much suffering. Uh, from her stomach cancer, you know, if you know anyone who has had stomach cancer, uh, it is, um, it is, uh, sometimes it can be a quick and, and painful death. Sometimes it could be a slow and exaggerated painful death, like a torturous death. And that was my, that was what my mom was experiencing. Um, so, you know, like, like I said, some doors close and then other doors open. Um, I think 2021 has really been a lot of, a lot of turmoil, a lot of, a lot of loss, at least in, in my own kind of network, you know, a lot of people losing loved ones um, or pets, you know, and then, but at the same time, you know, new opportunities and new doors open for them. Uh, so it's, it's a weird place to be in. Um, but yeah, so we have, uh, so yeah, so we have the FX9. Um, we are on a commercial next week with that. And then a uh, corporate slash like, you know, docu shoot uh, the week following that. And then, you know, things are just, things are just coming in. So I'm hoping to get uh, the FX sign on as many jobs as possible. Um, YouTube, yeah, actually, you know, um, I, I did have um, the good folks from Vaxis reach out to me um, uh, about uh, uh, about their wireless transmission system. So, you know, I've seen some good things with it. So um, I think they are sending me a, a unit to review uh, and kind of compare with my Hollyland Mars 400S that I use. Uh, and, and so, and some other people are reaching out to me too. Um, so that is kind of inspiring me to go back on YouTube. The only thing with YouTube is like, I look at it now and, and like the smaller channels are actually way better. Like the people with like less than a thousand subscribers or even, you know, less than 10,000 subscribers, because like those are the people that are actually still working <laughs> actually, even if they're doing like music videos or weddings or whatever the hell it is. Right. Uh, narrative films, like the, like they're actually working pros, you know, like, um, uh, look at, look at someone like, like Robert Machado, right. Based out in Vegas, like the guy's a working professional, you know, whether or not you like, like his style or not, like that's irrelevant, you know, because there's, there's probably thousands of people that don't like my style. Fuck it. Right. doesn't matter. Um, but like Rob's like a working professional, right. There's so many people on YouTube that are, they have underrated channels that have, um, uh, that aren't, you know, in, in the realm of like the Peter McKinnons and those, and those people. Right. Um, and, and so that's why I, I kind of don't watch really a lot of like YouTube videos in the film and, uh, film and whatever film and video category, because like a lot of it's just like trash, dude. A lot of it is just people, you know, they rent or buy something, something because they can do it. And then they make a review on it. And it's like them shooting like trees in the backyard. And you know what I mean? Like, like, how is that going to help you in the real world? You know, like that doesn't, that doesn't tell you anything about your lighting anyways. You know, it doesn't tell you anything about your ratios. It doesn't tell you anything about, um, 
you know, if you're going to be if you're going to be shooting a day exterior for a commercial, how is shooting a bunch of trees going to tell you about the, the like dynamic range of a camera? You know, it tells you like such a small amount of it. Um, so that's why I, I have not been on YouTube is is because of that, because there's just a lot of trash on YouTube. And it's like, you know, do I want to contribute to putting more trash on it? I don't know. Who knows? I have no idea what I'm talking about. All I know is that uh, today is, is a weekend, and I hope you guys enjoy your weekend. hope you guys enjoy this episode. Um, please rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Let me know how I'm doing. Let me know if you like it or if you don't like it. Subscribe to the podcast um, so that way you have uh, more notifications on your phone because we all love more notifications every minute. And again, share it with your buddies. Share it with your homies, your homets. Uh, see who likes it. See who doesn't like it. And I will see you guys in the next podcast episode. Bye-bye.